Good morning. Let's join together in prayer. Most gracious and loving God, as we come and gather in worship this morning, our hearts raise up. We anticipate being in your presence. Lord, we ask your blessing upon this gathering. Open our minds and our hearts to new learnings. Guide us in what we say and do that in all things we may represent you well. Amen. Well, good morning. Good to be with you today. I was contacted quite a while ago about this, so evidently you have someone that likes to plan ahead. I'd like to uh, open the scriptures, open them up to the book of Titus, and share some of what Paul writes in chapter 2, starting with verse 11. Paul writes these words. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own eager to do what is good these then are the things you should teach encourage and rebuke with all authority do not let anyone despise you. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Well, did you have a good Christmas? Well, you know, unless you lose a loved one, it's usually a good Christmas. Golly, Christmas is just such a special time of year. I hope you truly had a good Christmas. And, you know, a Christmas celebration with lots of gifts under the tree and all that stuff and all the goodies and food that are consumed. Does your living room floor still have a few uh, bits of wrapping paper and ribbons stuck under the furniture in places? Possibly, especially if you had young children. You know... That is what truly makes Christmas very special. Uh, nothing makes a Christmas gift exchange experience more enjoyable than to have little children present. Their, their wonder and excitement on Christmas morning is, well, just infectious, isn't it? There really is nothing like a wrapped present under the Christmas tree to get the imagination going. <coughs> Even as an adult, you know, we reflect back on Christmas's past and remember the excitement that we felt. You know, as we looked at that present and imagined what could be in it. When did your Christmas shop, well, you know, I'll bet you found out quickly that as you shop that kids are probably pretty easy to shop for and buy for. 
They always make sure that parents, grandparents, and of course Santa knows exactly what they wish to receive for Christmas. And Santa knows he can't go wrong when he um, leaves that long sought after toy under the tree. And Santa knows also it'll be a great Christmas that if he, uh, so long as he limits the number of gifts of socks and underwear under the tree. But adults are so much harder to shop for, aren't they? When it comes to giving a gift to an adult, a thoughtful gift will be welcomed and will send a positive message to the person receiving it. However, some gifts may not be appropriate to give to every person on your list. There are times when we spend hours looking for and picking out just the right gift for a friend or loved one. For the folks who do this, they can hardly wait for that person to unwrap that gift that they have been, they've spent so much time and energy in picking out and preparing it for them. They know it will be well received. Then there are the folks who look at gift giving as just another chore that needs to be done. People who look at gift giving this way often, they'll put it off until the last minute, and, and if they have people who work for them, they'll, many, like, you know, an administrative assistant or an employee, they'll, they'll often uh, pass that responsibility off to them, claiming that they're just too busy to take care of it. And these gifts, then, are often uh, generic and often not very personal. And then, there, there's the person that you don't know very well that, you know, that's uh, kind of hard to buy for because you don't know them very well. They're that family member that lives far away that you maybe only see at Christmas time or Thanksgiving. And so many people these days pretty much just buy whatever they want, don't they? They just, they make enough money, they just pretty much buy whatever they need, so they're very difficult to buy for. And because you really have no idea what they would like, you end up with the 21st century merchant's favorite creation, the gift card. And merchants just love these because if you've uh, uh, heard or read up on any of it, uh, a fairly large percentage of them never are used. So merchants really do like them. Now, after all this time spent shopping at the mall, online, being um, inundated with a never-ending stream of advertisements, it's, it's easy to become a bit cynical. And by the time that we get to Christmas, the thought that runs through my head is this. Why is it that we often treat Jesus' birthday like it's our birthday? We buy things for ourselves. We often buy lavish gifts for uh, family members, <coughs> which is akin to taking care of ourselves. But isn't Christmas supposed to be about Christ, about uh, making sacrifices for others, about giving to those in need? It's not supposed to be about what we get, about just taking care of ourselves and our own families. We are supposed to be honoring Christ by what we give to those outside of our families, right? 
to the homeless, the destitute, to, to those in need. It has been said that gifts are relational. Do not uh, do give some insight as to how the giver feels about the recipient. And if that is the case, then a bad or a thoughtless gift says that you care enough to send the very least. Here are some examples that I've witnessed over the years of those kinds of gifts. There's the, you have a problem, but I won't tell you to your face gift. Giving someone one of these self-help books, you know, like how to organize your desk or uh, effective time management or maybe how to lose 20 pounds in 20 days. That, that, that fits into that category. And if you have uh, one of those gifts, you just told that person that there is something wrong with them and you're going to help them fix it. Then there's the cheapskate gift. This could be a, a gift that was obviously purchased for someone else other than the person that you end up giving it to, or maybe it's one of those free gifts <coughs> that you get for like uh, renewing a magazine subscription or something like that. You know, it's very obvious that, well, it's one of those things, like that cheap-looking duffel bag that uh, says field and stream on it. Then there's my favorite, the I bought this for me gift. It's easy to spot examples of this, like the guy who buys that wife uh, a new cordless drill or a, a new deer rifle when she doesn't even hunt or the wife who buys a husband a, a new gizmo for cleaning out the gutters or a five-gallon bucket of house paint. Then there's the guy who buys his wife a waffle iron. Now that's not really for her. That just says, hun, I'd like to have you, you know, would you make me waffles in the morning? And nothing says like I bought this for me from a guy like a gift bag from Victoria's Secret. Because we all know that her first choice would have probably likely been a, a something fuzzy and flannel and cuddly, not something that you could almost read your morning newspaper through. Well, you can probably think of some other bad gifts that you've received over the years. Gifts that just say, I didn't really want to take the time to shop for you, so I bought this so that I wouldn't feel guilty. Now, if you think about it, it's easy to get caught up in this message uh, that a particular gift might be sending, either positive or negative. But Christmas should remind us that there's no one gift whose message is consistent every year and is appropriate for everyone who is receiving it like the gift that God gave to us. When God sent Jesus into the world, it communicated a very strong message to us about God's love and grace and demonstrated just how much God really loves us. When we go Christmas shopping, don't we tend to spend the most time and money on the people that matter most to us? Think about it this way. We tend to buy lavish gifts for our spouses, our children, our grandchildren. You know, the people who love us 
and make us feel loved. We even buy gifts for our pets. But then how about your daughter's new boyfriend that she suddenly decided to invite over for Christmas this year? <clears throat> you try not to stare as he walks into your house with tattoos all over his neck and that gold nose ring who walks around with those designer jeans on that although they are brand new, they already have tears in the front so that his knees are sticking out. Yeah, he might get a $20 gift certificate from Walmart if he's lucky. Well, it's good that God doesn't do things like that. Paul understood a very important thing about God's nature. God gave the world a gift that was priceless. And God gave his gift to the whole world, to everyone and anyone who would accept it. He gave it to everyone equally, regardless of the recipient's perceived worth. After all, who among us is really worthy to receive this most precious of gifts? We're all sinners, all in need of the salvation that Christ made possible for us, and all in need of forgiveness. Romans 5.8 is quite clear about this. We don't deserve the good gift from God that he gave. In fact, we don't really deserve any gift at all. Yet God gives only the very best to us in Jesus Christ, the very best that he had to give. So how should we receive it? <coughs> how should we accept this precious gift that is offered to us? All we must do is unwrap it and receive it. But once we receive it, then we must put it to some practical use. I believe there's also a point that Paul was assuming that his readers would understand. When we give a gift to someone at Christmas, we often do so without many expectations that someone will reciprocate or give us a gift in return. However, in the Roman world, there was always an expectation of receiving a gift from someone that you had given a gift to. Scottish theologian John Barclay argues that the gift of grace works in the same way. When Paul talks about the gift, he always qualifies it in terms of our response. For instance, we just love uh, reading Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, you know, for by grace we have been saved through faith and thought that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But we would not, or we should not stop reading there. What about verse 10, which says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. In other words, <clears throat> there's a response expected from us by God when we accept the gift of salvation that Jesus offers to us. We are to turn over our lives to God to be used by God for good works. This practical response to the gift of grace 
is what moves Paul to write this letter to Titus. Notice that Paul doesn't merely start by talking about the gift of the gift of God is something that we receive and rejoice and it's just for ourselves. The acceptance of this gift by us requires a response out of our gratitude for receiving it. Paul says the gift is given for the purpose of training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly. Verse 12. This gift not only redeems us, but it also purifies us for the work of being a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. Verse 14. In other words, grace not only cleanses us, but is supposed to get us fired up Make us enthusiastic about going out into the world and doing good works and good things for others and telling others about the hope that we have within us. Living holy lives, doing good deeds, this is our response to the gift of salvation we have received from God. This is what we as Christians are supposed to be about doing while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 13. Christ came not only to save us from the consequences of our sin, <coughs> but he also came to save us for the good redemptive work that God has prepared for us to do. In theological terms, this is what is called sanctifying grace. This is how we are shaped into the people that God has called us to be. During the Christmas holiday season, it's easy to think about uh, some of the gifts that we received. I'm sure there were a few clunkers, perhaps even a good gag gift. But I'll bet we also got some really neat things that we appreciated receiving that sent a message to us that someone took the trouble to pick out just the right gift for us. And that makes us feel special and loved, doesn't it? The gift of God's grace and salvation is even more special. With it, God sends the message to us that we are dearly loved that God sees us as worthy and desires to have a relationship with us. But this gift is also a gift that requires a response from us. It is a gift that is so precious, so priceless, that we should desire to tell others about it and what they might also do to receive it. was never designed to be kept to ourselves. We need to remember that our faith, the Christian faith, is very personal. But it was never meant to be private. God wants us to share it. And that is what makes Christmas 
such a wonderful and joyous time of the year because it gives us ample opportunities to do that. So as you continue to engage in uh, your Christmas and New Year's celebrations, be sure to find ways of still carrying the excitement of the Christmas season out into the new year. And be sure that others understand the real reason of why it excites us so and why we celebrate it and why it is such a special time of year. Let's pray. Loving God, we thank you for this season of the year, for the opportunities that it gives to us that we may share our faith with others. Thank you for your good gift and for all the things that we enjoy, especially at this season of the year. And help us to infect others with the Christmas spirit. 